to What Am I Rolling, a twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast, hosted by me, Fiona. This week, I'm joined by my friends Callum, Tom, Naomi, and extra special guest GM, Chris from Darker Days Radio, for Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, a tabletop RPG set in the Warhammer Fantasy setting and published by Cubicle 7. Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay takes players back to the old world where they must make their way through the vile corruption, scheming plotters and terrifying creatures intent on destruction. Fight for survival, face corruption on all sides and prepare for danger as lethal threats are everywhere. You can find out more information about Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay and get your own copy on the Cubicle 7 website. That's www.cubicle7games.com I'll add links to it on the What Am I Rolling website and in this episode's show notes. I just want to say before we start, a massive thank you to Chris from Darker Days Radio for running this amazing one-shot for us. Darker Days Radio is a great podcast. It features horror role-playing writers discussing their favourite RPGs. RPGs such as Vampire the Masquerade, Chronicles of Darkness and, of course, Warhammer. I was very lucky to be interviewed by them at the beginning of this year and since then have taken part in a number of their live streams on Twitch and at various online conventions. Honestly, I think they're great and if you're interested in horror and grim dark role-playing games, I would highly recommend checking them out. I'll put a link to their podcast and Twitch and also Chris's other work in this episode's show notes, so do check them out when you get a chance. So Chris does an amazing overview of the Warhammer setting and the rules during the session, so I won't go into too much detail about it here. However, the main thing to remember is this. Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay measures the success of anything a player wants to do using a D100 system. For any test, a player must roll two D10s, where one represents the 10s and the other represents the units. Then compare that result to a character stat in a given skill. This is the target number for that test. Simply put, the lower the roll, the better you succeed. Sometimes, depending on the difficulty of the check, the GM may give a penalty or a bonus to that target number needed in order to succeed on a test. Difficulty here can range anywhere from very hard, which is a minus 30 to the target number, through to very easy, which is a plus 60 to the target number. One last thing before we begin. Naturally, there are times in this one shot where the players and myself, mostly myself, get the rules wrong, or forget something plot-wise. Whilst we always endeavour to stick to the rules wherever possible, at the end of the day, we all make mistakes. And what matters most is that everyone enjoys themselves. So, with all that out of the way, let's play Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. Welcome to a episode of what am i rolling and i am the guest gm for this uh, episode from darker days radio so i'm chris handley uh, i also write for cubicle 7 on warhammer age of sigma um soulbound which is the other fantasy setting uh, that games workshop does and also wrath and glory which is the 40k rpg but we're playing warhammer fantasy roleplay the fourth edition which is a classic rpg um one of the oldest rpgs out there actually and we are playing, that means we're playing in the old world with peasants and and uh, and death comes readily in this world. Hooray. It isn't where, <laughs> you know, your characters are not going to be dungeon crawling. They are going to be doing really mundane stuff, uh, really <laughs> mundane stuff. So we are playing a uh, published scenario from the uh, One Shots of the Reichland, which you can get right now from Cubicle 7 or from uh, Drive Through RPG. And you're using some pre-generated characters that we've uh, that I've used before for other demo events. So um, Fiona, what are you playing? Uh, well, hello. I am uh, well. You see, I am playing a human wizard uh, called Henrik. Now, it says I'm a I am a, an apprentice, but I am 45. I've been an apprentice for a very long time. 
Um, I've also, other interesting facts about me, I'm six foot three, so I'm bloody tall. Uh, I've got rather black hair and blue eyes, uh, but things are going well, I think. Yes, that, that, that's me, that's Henrik. Ha. Excellent. And Tom, you are playing? I'm Snorri Gunderson. I'm a dwarf fencer. I'm 83 years old. I've been fighting my way around the country, you know. I, and I'm basically just here to fight people. And that makes you quite unusual for a dwarf because dwarves are typical um, nobility's favourite weapon of choice will be axes. I, I'm just here to prove that a, a rapier is as good as an axe, just as long as you got someone. And then, uh, come, you're playing uh, Anders, the thief. I am Anders Diablo, thief extraordinaire who intends to steal from the richest man I can find and pay off the debts that I desperately, desperately need to pay off. Excellent. And then lastly, we have Talther, which uh, being played by... I'm sorry, I should have asked your name before we even got into this. So Talther is being played by... Naomi! <laughs> And Talitha is what? I, I, I be rat catcher. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just here really looking for a friend um, and uh, getting them tunnel pigeons out of them filth holes. Excellent, excellent. So as you can gather, we're playing, we've got a bunch of characters which are pretty mundane, a rat catcher, a, uh, you know, a thief, a dwarf, you'll notice the complete lack of really anything outlandish in uh, in terms of anything non-human. The majority of characters in Warhammer, uh, if you're playing in the Empire, if you randomize your characters, because Warhammer's are like that, you can randomly generate your characters, you are likely always going to roll up human. Uh, you're going to have to roll really well to get an elf, because they are just something else and quite rare in the setting. So with that, we can I'll just do a brief discussion of what the main rule you're going to have to look out for. So this is a percentile system. So if you've got something that's going to involve your attribute or a skill, uh, you're going to be rolling 2d10, one is the units, one is the tens. You need to score under the target number, which may have some modifiers. And if you get under it, you succeed. If you get over it, you fail. That's true for most tests, unless it's an opposed test. If it's an opposed test, the rule in Warhammer is the point is not that you're going to fail, it's whether you fail less badly than your opponent. So even if you fail to hit someone in combat, if they fail to block you and they fail by a greater degree of success, you still hit them. You just don't hit them as well as you should have. So <laughs> Warhammer is about failing well, not, <laughs> not doing good badly. So it's great in that sense. Other thing to just keep in mind is in combat, is when we do get combat, if it does occur, uh, if you hit someone, if you successfully hit someone with your weapon, you get what's called advantage. And that gives you a further plus 10 on your skill when you next try to hit someone. So it represents like, you're, as you're smacking away at the person, they're like carrying away. And then if they hit you back, then they get to regain some of that advantage. So it kind of helps uh, negate that kind of whiffing with the role where you go, I go to hit you and I'm still missing. And uh, yeah, it, it balances that out. So of the players here, how many of you are familiar with Warhammer? Just one. Just one. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. So I will begin with a short introduction to the Warhammer world. The year is, in human terms, is the year 2510. Currently on the throne is the current emperor and... He commands the Empire, which is born from numerous tribes which were gathered together by the hero Sigmar, uh, who became a god. Or at least he, after having gathered together these tribes, he walked away from his empire and ascended to godhood. The Empire is pretty much where the Holy Roman Empire dominates Germany in our own history. So the Warhammer world is a reflection of our own. There is the Empire just past the mountains, Beyond the border, there is Bretonia, which has essentially French people doing chivalry. And then to the south is Talia and Stalia, which are basically Italy and Spain doing typical things for Renaissance Italy and Spain. Though if you head north, there are the lands of Norska with, uh, you know, as you imagine, very barbaric Vikings. And to the 
East, past the world's edge mountains, are the desolate waste grounds, which are home to the ogre kingdoms, the uh, chaos dwarves, and beyond that, the strange realms of Cathay and Ind and other places where, well, not many people from the Empire travel to. Far beyond the south, there are the desolate, desolate lands of, of uh, Khemri, from which, well, the Lord of the Undead, Nagash, comes from. Far across the ocean, to the west, is Ulthwan, where the elves retreated to after they left the old world. Hmm, it's similar to some other fantasy setting. No surprise there, but you know. And beyond that, uh, where North America would be, is where the Dark Elves are. And the Dark Elves, let's just say, make Trump look like kind of a nice guy to know. Um, the Dark Elves are notorious and they are fiends and they just want power and decadence. And to the south, the lands of where South America is effectively uh, just pure jungles and is ruled over by the Lizardmen who are an ancient race an ancient race who have their ties back to the old ones. And the reason I mention the old ones, the old ones came to the old world and populated it with elves and other races like dwarves and humans. Maybe orcs, I don't know about orcs. They may have been there before the old ones turned up. But it was because of the old ones that the great gates that were in at the poles exploded and unleashed the powers of chaos upon the world. Chaos is this raw energy, this raw force. There are four major powers of the gods of chaos. There is Khorne, the blood god, Slanesh, the dark prince of decadence, Nurgle, grandfather Nurgle, grandfather of all plagues and decay, and of course, Azinch, the changer of ways. They desperately want to take over the world and have their minions destroy the world, take it and uh, consume it. There are other enemies. There are undead, as I've mentioned, the Gash. There are the orcs that live out in the woods or in the badlands. There are the things we should never speak of that even people of the empire do not believe in anymore called Skaven, creatures born of chaos, which are rat men that hunger for warp stone. There are lots of different races in this fantasy setting. And the great thing about Warhammer is it's very gutter punk because half these things, most people aren't going to come into contact. So when you consider Warhammer, when you consider the old war game, which is coming back, all those big battles are like moments in a lot of mundane normality where the average Joe is going, oh my God, that person looks a bit weird and we need to do something about it. Not, oh my God, there's ogres and orcs and goblins and skaven. It's much more laid back and that means the main threat in the warhammer setting of the rpg anyway is conspiracies cults mutants and people you should distrust because they are the the fingers of the ruinous powers trying to pervert humanity to the dark ways so yeah that's where you are and you're currently wandering along as an itinerant company of people looking to make their fortune in the empire you're somewhere north of the capital of the empire and the capital of the reichland known as altdorf you are far from there you are looking at the rolling hills and the dark forest where beastmen lurk within and you're at a crossroads wondering where the heck are we going to go next you're rather hungry low on coin and at that moment a rather dirty bearded man looking rather like a peasant wanders up to you and he's like oh, i need some help you look like uh, you're looking for some bed and board are you uh, are you for hire My name's lufer i i reckon we might be i don't really fancy another night on the road oh yeah you gotta be careful around these roads there's all sorts out there and i'm not talking about orcs nor am i talking about beastmen i'm talking about those bloody Ostlanders. Can't trust them. No, no, not not at all. I, and, I, and I turned to him and said, I have no idea who this man is. Please, can someone else sort it out? <laughs> I can pay you. I can pay you little, but I can give you bed and board at my uh, farmstead. It's not far from here. As you can see, and he points to his son and, and the cart. Or you can, uh, and oh, they've got mules. We can, uh, we can uh, carry you there. You don't have to walk. Not in this weather. At which point it does start raining heavier than already. <laughs> I do admit I'd rather not be out here for too long. I've got a matter though that needs to be dealt with and uh, looks at Enric. Looking at you, you look like a scholarly fella. 
uh, I, I, a little trifle, <laughs> uh, but maybe, yes, I am. You might I'm... be able to deal with this matter. We've had this person, he's can't put up with his lordship no longer. He wanted to flog our youngest the other day because we didn't have enough cinnamon in his porridge. I can't even pronounce cinnamon, nor do I know what it tastes like. But anyway, whatever it is, I'm begging you, I need you to make him leave. He's getting on my, he's getting on my goat. And my goat is already annoyed with him. <laughs> well, I, 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 well I, I'm sure we can have a, a stern talking to. What do you say, chaps? Who, who, I'm sorry, who is this person? He calls himself Heinrich Christoph von Trapp. Now, he's been at my uh, farmstead now for uh, quite, almost two months, you see. See, he was, he was passing by and he wanted his horse reshoed and I did his horse and his horse was good. And then his horse reared and he had a bit of a fall, apparently injured his leg. And his leg apparently is still injured. I think he is taking the piss and he is eating me out of, he is eating me, he is eating my my goods, my coin, and he is causing the right nuisance. And I need him gone. Does he look like he's good in a scrap? Well, perhaps. His lordship is uh, pretty good with a sword. So that is why I have not at this moment decided to, uh, to uh, try and, uh, you know, Force him out. Sounds like a right stinker, he does. Stinker, he certainly is. And uh, I'll tell you what's been really annoying me as well. Because of his lordship, I have not slept in my own bed now for two months. Neither has my wife. I would certainly hope that so. <laughs> I can pay you little, but I can certainly give you uh, food and sh and shelter on your journeys. You seem to be uh, in looks at your all of your respective boots. You seem to be travelling far and wide in these lands, so it is the least I can do. Oh, a good man. It's, 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 that's, that's all by the by, but uh, you see, it sounds like we can get rid of this man for you. Now, when you say get rid of, do you mean, like, off on their way or a more uh, deeper, darker meaning, you see? I would never consider such violence. Yes. Sigmar, bless me, I would never consider such violence. And he makes the sign of, of Sigma, which is basically like crossing yourself like a Catholic, but it actually makes just a, a T-shape, like a hammer. I would never consider such violence. Uh, however, Good. Oh. Uh, I am sure that uh, if he was to, to do such a thing, I would rather it not go that far, because if he, if being a noble, then I would be liable for, uh, for, the, for the crime. And I do not think I have the money the coin and all the contacts, nor the status in society, such as it is, to uh, undergo a rigorous trial of the death of a noble. Right, right. And I turned to the rest of the room. You all heard that. No killing. We don't want a repeat of last time. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. That was not my fault. <laughs> Do we have an accord then? Yeah, right. I clamber on a court. Henry, help them up with their bags on there. Come on, boy, look sharp. And he smacks them around the back of the head. And before long, your luggage, what little you most probably have, and yourselves are on the back of the cart, which is clattering along a dirty road. Every so often, you might have to get out to push it, to get it out of the mud. And it is, you know, you're, you're going along the, uh, through the, the, the landscape, the rolling hills, uh, the towering evergreen forests. There are lush green meadows and wildflowers. And while it would have looked pretty, it's raining. There is an old windmill standing proud against the expansive sky. And of course, again, it would look a beautiful scene were it not for the grey clouds and in the distance, the grey mountains. It takes maybe a couple of hours until you arrive outside of Luther's farmstead, which you were imagining a farm, but this is more like a walled compound. And the main buildings are at least two or three stories tall. And it's much more like a small fortress. It's And around it, obviously, there are impressive fields. There are sinister-looking scarecrows out in the fields that, you know, you feel their eyes might be watching you as you go by. There is a herd of dairy cattle, and you can hear the, uh, you know, the ringing and rattling of their bells. And there is a small, like, watchtower, and the lower half of the buildings are all stone and the upper halves are, um, you know, the upper levels are uh, wood and um, 
plaster and wooden daub, you know. But otherwise, there is very little life anywhere else. Also around, so you do see some ancient stones sitting in the fields that they likely have never been able to move to in order to plough the fields. They've been left there for centuries, if not more. They may even date back to the very ancient times, to the ancient rituals, to the old ways, before the time of Sigma. But as you approach the uh, the farmstead, one of his other sons opens up the gates to allow the cart to enter. There are several dogs, cats, chickens roaming freely. There are pens uh, for, you know, pigs, sheep and goats and so forth. And there's various children running around. And as you approach, he goes, so... Uh, as you can see, oh, this is this is my farmstead. Uh, you've already met Henri, but uh, my wife, who you will meet soon, is Rita. And then our children around, there's Henry, there's Angie, there's Mikkel, Albert, Ilda, Carl, there's wee baby Irma. And then, of course, uh, there is Aunt Mags. And uh, when I, I, I tell you now, when you go inside, be be quiet and kindly, because she's likely asleep, and she or she's generally asleep, and we look after her. As they get closer, you hear this shrill entitled voice um well you hear a shrill voice going luther you're back luther i'm back i'm back keep your voice down woman we've got guests we've got guests and you know the cart comes to a standstill and the gates are closed and you're able to dismount the peasants like yourselves well maybe not like henrik henrik's like you know I i'm six foot three don't you know <laughs> Means you've had a good diet. <laughs> you mostly have fairly good clothes. Um, you know, you you are a scholarly individual. Well, my ca my character sheet says courtier, so I'm just going to yeah, assume so you, I'm a noble. You, you've got you've got some good clothing. Yeah, you you've got some. You look fairly well put together. You you've mostly got wax in your in your beard to make it look really prim and proper. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> That was not the kind of wax I thought it was for a second. I don't know, I thought candle wax for some reason. <laughs> this is re really me projecting now, yeah. feeling a lot of like who cannot grow a beard. <laughs> I, I quickly turned around to, to our host and said, um, just, just to be clear, so you have one sleeping individual in your room, but you also have another sleeping individual in another room. One we need to get rid of and one we need to leave alone. So uh, the room that would normally be for my children is now occupied by myself, my wife and my children. Right. Some of the older children are in above in that building, and he points over to where um, one of the buildings is the old Smiths, um, the old Smithy, and above it there is some there's some rooms above that, and there's a hayloft. The older lad Henry here stays up there to be away from the kids, and then uh, there is some lodgings for yourselves where some of the older kids are. But obviously now to make room for you, you will be there. Now, the other thing is, it just comes to my mind. Hmm. And he's leading you into, um, you know, towards the main building, to the main, uh, to the main chamber, and opens the door. In inside is a, uh, you know, a wooden table, kitchen, come living room. There is a fire. There is like, various pots bubbling away. Again, kids running around, being absolute, you know, pain <laughs> in the backside. We're all, we're all there going shitheads. <laughs> his wife is still going, Luther, Luther. Yes, yes, I heard you from outside, woman. His lordship, uh, his lordship, excuse me for it, he probably wants his pillow fluffed again. He's calling for calling for you, Luther. Oh, I thought it was you. No, it's him. I don't sound like that. It's him. Deal with it. Deal with it. I'm coming, your worshipfulness. <laughs> and Luther uh, disappears upstairs, leaving you with Rita, the seven children, and Aunt Mags, who's been startled awake, who is sat in a in a in a rocking chair next to the fire, uh, with a blanket over her, and yeah, she she's listening, but also ready to chat at any point because she seems <laughs> like put together a little bit. You know, she, her life has sprung back to her eyes, and she's trying to work out where exactly she is. Right. So yeah, what do you want to say? <laughs> what do you want to ask? <laughs> I think again, I just turned around. And said, now we don't kill the old lady. That's just again not after again, last time. That was not my fault. <laughs> okay, there's two people who <laughs> are sleeping. Just making sure. Just make sure. My husband didn't say he was bringing guests. Who are you? It 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 seems you have a bit of a, a bit of a stinker problem upstairs. Yes, yes, yes. I'm Lord Lord Von Trapp. 
and and you know I I be rat catcher, so I's here to clear out them rats. Well, we can certainly put you to to use round here. That's for sure, rat catcher. Uh, I think you can earn a little bit of keep round here. Um, rats are a problem with the uh, bringing in the corn, so um. Oh, I think we'll put you. You will certainly earn your keep, young lady. How about and looks up at looks up at Henry, and uh, you are sir. Of course, yes. Uh, uh, my name is uh, Henrik. I am uh, uh, what you call a a, a a little illusionist of some sort, a bit of a magic pokery stuff. Uh, um, yes, yes. I I I, uh, I crosses herself false. Signal yes. blasphemy. Yes, same. <laughs> Yes, no, no, it's totally fine. Um, I, I'm just, I'm just here with my friends on a little bit of a jaunt. Where uh, the, uh, the academy from the academy, we call it a, a gap year. Uh, and I'm just uh, with trying to get some local colour and stuff. And I've met yes, these five yes. folks, and uh, they've oh, agreed to take you, me along. You, I could. One of the children can show you round where we are with some of the local herbs. Useful, I hear. This thing called uh, alchemy. Alchemy. Ah, yes, Alchemoniki. Yes, 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 yes. I yes. will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just, perfect. I, I would just, love to see this. Mags, when she had it together, used to put together some very good salves and uh, she was uh, well practiced in that. Um, <laughs> a bit too well practiced, she asked me, and darts a look at her aunt. Uh, and, and the look like she wants to stab her. I note that for later. Uh, oh well, I will. Uh, she sounds like a fountain of knowledge, so I will, I will go and speak to her in my own time. But thank you, thank you. Now, you've already met Ari. Ari, Ari is, he, he's there and uh, he, he's turned, uh, he's now 26, that young boy. And Harry, you, you realise he, yeah, he works in Smithy. Um, it makes kind of sense, like how his skin obviously calluses from working with, uh, from iron working. And she goes through the list, you know, there's Angie and Mikhail, who are the next eldest. Angie is 24 and is, uh, for a lass, is strong, uh, wide set. You know, she looks like she can work the fields quite well. She has a few teeth knocked out, but also, as her mother explains, has also knocked out a few men who have uh, thought uh, to underestimate her as a woman. Then uh, Mikhail is, is, by comparison, is much more skinny, uh, sallow-faced, and apparently is rather good with the words and numbers though that's all she thinks he's good for then there's albert hilda and carl who are the next youngest and they're like age 10 and 9 so angie and mikhail were like 24 and 21 these so these are 10 and 9 they're all energetic pushing each other pulling each other's hair stuff like that and then the toddler on the floor that seems to be pulling the cat's tail is irma and she looks like she is just uh, complete trouble. And um, <laughs> yeah, she the cats fear her. She grabs whatever food falls off the table and more. And the only thing that Aunt Mags tries to do is put her foot in the way of the, of the child just so she doesn't go into the fire. <laughs> what do you want to chat to about, um, to any of them about? I know there's a lot of characters there. It's a whole family. <laughs> Anders, Snorri, what, what, what do you guys think? I'm wondering whether there might be some useful information from some of the youngers, and I'm going to go over to um, Albert and Hilda and go, now, did you by chance happen to see where Lord Snootington's upstairs left his luggage? Uh, oh, his luggage? Uh, Snootington's luggage, yeah, Snootington. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's like, he's upstairs. He, he doesn't, he doesn't uh, leave it alone very long. Uh, he didn't come with much, as it were. Mm. Um, you'll have a bit of a hard time getting in, trying to get any close to his, his gear. Oh, I wouldn't dream of it. That's not me at all. Um, I was just, just wondering um, if, if you perhaps needed any assistance or... Um particularly with anything shiny um but 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 that's that's perfectly all right that's fine that's fine aunt mags just suddenly like stops rocking in her chair looks deep into the fire and proclaims in a cackling old voice do shall before he does not replant the 13th carrot picked for tomorrow's dinner everyone kind of goes quiet for a moment and rita's like yeah, oh, uh, she does that. Um, 
she has that and she looks around she has the she has the eye she sees the future right that's off-putting the 13th carrot yeah i beg i beg see i beg see do you not do not speak of her abilities to anyone outside of this i know i know i know there are those of the church of sigma who frown upon witchcraft but i i, I tell thee she's no witch she is no witch that's all right these things you know they run in the blood don't they i turn to uh heinrich and go have you any idea if she's talking the truth or anything uh, well I, I will find out i stare at her really hard does does it look like she was telling the truth <laughs> You have no no idea. She then she you've also realised she started to hum something which you are certain is an old, a very very old tune, which you've only ever heard of in like when you were studying in the uh, the schools at Altdorf for your you know to be an apprentice, and all you realise the tune is like is one of these old songs or hymn one well, rhymes that predate Sigma. So basically, you've got a kind of a uh, a Wicker Man scenario where she's like humming something. It sounds like, it sounds like that kind of tempo, right. like a, like a nursery rhyme s type. Yeah, like, I, I just go. Not sure. More investigation is required. Um, <laughs> but let's uh, be on our guard. You know, we can't now. Remember, no killing unless proven otherwise. And as Rita's looking around, she she then looks down at at uh, at Snorri. Oh, yo. Short? You call it short? Oh, oh, oh! Sorry, good sir. You are a, a one of you are a dwarf. Oh, well, that's uh, I've not seen one of one, I've not seen one of your brethren around here for some time. I am my apologies, sir. Do you have anything to drink? Oh well, we we do have uh, a very good uh, we do have a very good uh, uh, cider that is uh, we brew from the local uh, apples and orchards here. Uh, she uh, snaps her fingers and go get the go get this dwarven sir some uh, some uh, some cider now. Bring cider for all of them. In fact, please be seated. You you look you look famished. And she goes off to find some bread, which is seems a bit tough and dry and some cheese and the cheese is obviously you know kept well and has a good amount of mold on the outside to keep it fresh on the inside so you are now enjoying you can now indulge in some simple cheese bread and <laughs> uh and uh and cider and as you're enjoying this maybe um finally luther comes back downstairs followed by the lord heinrich christoph von trapp does the Lord have a limp? Yes. Yes, he does have a limp. Um, is it always on the same leg? <laughs> yes. He, you would say he's about the same age, or if not younger. Um, who's the eldest, actually? What's, we said, how old's Henrik? Henrik is... Uh, 45. Wow. Should be, should have been dead already. I should be dead, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Snorri is definitely a much older, because he's a dwarf, they're long-lived. How old is Snorri? About 80-something. Hang on, 83. Yeah, right. Anders is like a is a twenty seven, I think. Oh, yeah. twenty seven! Wow, yeah. I thought younger. And Taltha is twenty two. Excellent. I've just joined with a, a band of teenagers. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like the Lost Boys. Yeah. I mean, eighty three for a dwarf is very young. They live to like thousands. But anyway, um, <laughs> yes, Henrik is well put together. Terrible taste in footwear. Snorri noticed that even by human standards, his boots are garish and ugly, and he he seems charming. He's he's not portly, but he he's got a bit of a bit of weight to him. Like he you know he's eaten well. He's got a, a mustache which comes out and has a few curls to it. And he's got quite a a ruffly shirt. He's got a a waistcoat on, and he speaks with a rather thick Reichlander accent. So the Reichland, obviously, it's going to be a very Germanic accent, um, as all of you would, would have. Snorri as a dwarf, I'm likely thinking you're going for classic kind of Sean Bean style, which seems to be canon for the Warhammer world that dwarves are from, from Yorkshire. Oh, I, mean, I, could do, I could do Sean Bean. Or Sean Bean, yeah, that's a that's another valid option for yes. dwarves. <laughs> Sean Connery. Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> all right, 
Sean Sean Bean. Bean. Sorry, I heard Sean, Sean Goddard. Bean. Yeah. Sean Bean's yeah. winter's coming, you bastards. Heinrich is there, and uh, as he walks down with Luther trailing along. Nevertheless, I have been quite, I quite specifically noted, did I not, that my ankle is still very much worse for wear. And I recall your healer stating that the dressing must change, be changed regularly. Honestly, were I not so trusting, I would be inclined to think you were trying to prolong my suffering. And, oh, guests, we have guests. And I wasn't informed, oh, Luther, 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 really now, Luther, you are a poor, poor host. Luther looks completely deflated, pissed off, and heads over to the to warm himself against the fireplace. I present his lordship, Heinrich Christoph von Trapp, of Oberheim, uh, Talibelheim, and Heinrich looks for, and finds uh, the large chair, which he sure would have would have been where Luther would have sat, and plumps and plonks himself down quite happily. <sighs> oh, cheese and bread again, I see. Not the I can see she is uh, providing you well. Ah, charmed, I'm sure. So, what brings out to the you to this common hovel? Like this. I I went told they might be rats for me to catch. Oh yes, I can see. Yes, yes, yes. That's why I'm here. But also, why is you here? As you may have heard, I I injured myself so badly. My horse uh, was poorly shod by by the boy here. And so I've been laid up for some time recovering. I was journeying through the Reichland and on business when this occurred. I came here looking for late at night when I was looking for my horse to be reshoed and well, the worst happened. A rat catcher, yes, you could do with you round here. Yes, 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 the cats are awful at their job. You have all, all manner of contraptions and methods, I'm sure, for hitting rats, killing them. A good stick with some nails for it, I think, do, do, does the trick, doesn't it? Oh, that, that'd be my secret. Them tunnel pigeons is my business. Excellent, excellent. And, uh, and then Luther, oh, uh, yes, sir, sir. They'll be catching rats. And uh, I believe uh, the, uh, the sir here is, uh, a, and he points out, will be doing some uh, helping with work around. Uh, he's knowledgeable in uh in things helping the boy with with his maths and his mathematics and his reading oh no uh, i believe you are interested in the history of the land as well i don't know much but there's some carvings on some stones and they're they're so amusing but point sanders and uh this young sir was just uh, was open to be helping out with uh moving some uh goods around uh yes moving goods around is exactly what i do <laughs> heavy lifting yeah Heavy lifting. And as for our uh, dwarven friend here, and Henry notes, rather well dressed to serve as a simple stable man, I'm sure. I believe uh, you were, you, you travel, you travel with these fellas, so I guess it is not beneath you to do some hard work, is it? Look at him and say, I'm a dwarf. All dwarfs can do some form of crafting. Do you need anything fixed? I am sure you can also teach Henry some good tutelage or, or knowledge about fundamentals of ironworking, such as it is in your blood, were it, were it not. Aye, I love hitting things with hammers. <laughs> indeed, indeed, sir, indeed. Uh, I'm so sorry to interrupt. Uh, this you, you said you you've had a bit of a, a bit of an accident at work, and it wasn't your fault. Well, actually, <laughs> I have um I actually have a bit of a dabble uh, in these things. I'm of the arcane arts. Uh, maybe I can have a have a look see at the the old footy there, and uh, maybe I can like uh, see see if I can do any of my little 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 tricksy magics. You are saying you are a, a surgeon uh, of of a sorts? Yes, I. I well, or are I, you a herbalist? Um, uh, if you come between the two, I, I'm very good with my hands. I assure you, the, the bandage have been changed for now. I am. It is. It is progressing. Uh, but is I, but I am an expert. I, I, yeah, I've read at least two books on on on, on legs. After all the trouble I've already had with the healer they brought the other the other week, I am just tired with people prodding me and poking me all the time. I was told I just need some good time rest and to change the dressings. 
my character gestures towards his rapier and then mine's poking the noble. <laughs> I stand in front of him so no one sees that. <laughs> uh, well, the offer is still there if you should need it. And I, I think about a way to try and touch his leg <laughs> to cast, <laughs> to, to, cast <laughs> to cast to cast quarter eyes at some point. <laughs> Depends how attractive your moustache is. Okay. Uh, everyone can make a law test. Oh, no, no, not a law test, a perception test with a minus 20 on your skill, just to because re- obviously you're paying attention to things. You're trying to understand what Hy- what Heinrich is saying and if he's, you know, honestly telling the truth. I got minus seven. You got a minus seven. Is that correct? Re- read out your whole result, Callum. I got a 13 and then my perception is 27. Your basic perception is 27, yeah? Yeah. And you got minus twenty on this test, so your your perception oh. is a seven. Oh, okay. In that case, I'm way over. Yeah, you're way 13. over. Okay, uh, right. There we go. Yeah. I mean, I got ninety five, uh, ninety six on my roll, so I don't think I see anything, regardless. <laughs> yeah, I, I I rolled an eighty three, so seventy nine. The thing you can do, but you're mostly thinking it's not worth it at this point, is you'll notice on your character sheet you have some things called fate and fortune and resilience and resolve. So fate is owned by uh, acts of extreme heroism and you can spend it to become incapacitated instead of killed so basically you can dodge death basically or avoid all damage from one source so you spend it it's a very difficult resource to get back fortune is a bit more um a bit more useful uh you earn it at the beginning of each session and it's equal to your current fate so you've got a number of points to spend there and it allows you to re-roll a failed test or add plus one success level to a test that you have succeeded upon or you can use it to act in a round regardless of initiative order so you can go i want to go first rather than last resilience is used in but is owned through acts of extreme importance to your motivation and you can use it to deny a roll for a mutation or to choose the result of a single die roll so you can go i want to roll an 11 which is actually also a critical hit resolve is also similarly owned from acting in accordance with your motivation and can be spent to gain immunity from psychology for a round ignore wound modifiers and critical wounds and remove condition so fortune's most useful kind of right now because you can re-roll fail tests so that's your main kind of like you know brownie point thing to spend okay so everyone failed on perception rolls so as far as you're concerned henrik is heinrich is telling the truth you know there's nothing he doesn't seem that he's lying he just seems very he understandably um doesn't want his leg messed around with he's already had peasants and plebs messing around with it and he doesn't know who you are so yeah fair fair he doesn't want your dirty fingers on his wound i would i would wear gloves but never mind (laughs) i'm kind of questioning why he's out here and so in in line with the motivation <laughs> i would like to try and sneak into his room if that's possible uh yeah i mean you could try and sneak off uh sneaking off will require a stealth roll as conversation is going on so you're going to see if you can just duck out while things are going on that will be contested against his perception uh does he have even a rating in perception new so that's gonna be his uh what does perception run off whatever i is i that's Uh, that's initiative intelligent initiative into into intelligence i is initiative yeah what did you roll on your stealth i rolled a 39 and my skill base is 32 plus eight on the advantage to 40 i think so i think i'm I'm there if it was that was challenging or less right Okay, yeah, you, you've passed, because there's also a conversation going on. You are able to slink off up to his room while everyone else is still chatting. So while you're off doing that and about to do that, uh, what other lines of questioning do you have for Heinrich? I, I just wondered if, you, if you've seen any rats down around I've here. My dear, I've certainly seen many a rat around here. The cats are lazy. And he looks around at the rest of the children, much like many of the idle creatures in this farmstead. I don't seem very idle to me. I've seen many more idle types around. 
I'm it's sure. The good thing about being a rat catcher is that you get to go into all these interesting houses and you get to see all these interesting people's. And I'm telling you, these ones, they're not that lazy. Yes, yes, I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> you are rather talkative for a rat catcher. And then he, he holds up a, uh, his handkerchief to his nose. And yes, uh, quite the atmosphere you bring. That's very rude. I washed at least a week ago. Yes, it seems. And he looks outside the window and the rain is certainly not heavy enough. And uh, young dwarf... Uh, where where are your homelands then? Are you from the Grey Mountains or the Middle Mountains, or are you from south, from the uh, from the World's Edge Mountains? Um, I'm from the the World's Edge Mountains. I've been basically decided to come and prove to the the world of humans that the sword is sometimes mightier than the axe. Ah, ah, interesting. Very interesting. A swordsman, a swordsman, a swordsman amongst dwarves. That is a rarity indeed. And uh, so you, uh, as a, you are a, therefore you, you make your living as a swordsman? Do my best. So you fight, you fight for people who wish trial by combat then? Where is this going? No, no, it is a purely, it is a, uh, it's a noble, a noble form of uh, occupation and uh, certainly pays well. Not many people can pay for trial by combat, and certainly there are a few people who are stupid enough to do it, which is why you are well paid for your job by the local magistrates, I'm sure, sure. Excellent. And uh, and in you, sir, you've been in training for how long? Uh, uh, me? Um, well, I, I think I got to the academy, uh, it must have been, oh, when I was on my 16th birthday, and, well, I'm still doing 102. Um, <laughs> It's, it's it's you know it's uh, it's you know what it's nice to be the oldest um, um but i i've got a few tricks up my sleeve and stuff and i i just you know what i they call me a lifelong learner and <laughs> <laughs> frankly um it is it is it is quite a badge of honor i wear it with pride around the academy yes right this is the point i because i can't even remember what's on the character sheet um uh, <laughs> what what spells do you have this is a very interesting question to ask of the, the magic users. What spells have they got? Um, so I have Quarter Eyes, I have Crown of Flame, I have Firewall, Dart, Shock, and Magic Flame. So well, let's go through that again. You've got... Uh, quarter Eyes, which is the healing one. Oh, right, cool. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Crown of Flame. Oh, you're a bright wizard. Oh. oh. Does that mean, doesn't that mean that her hair is meant to be on fire? Your hair is, is, it can be black or red. It's currently black. <laughs> I don't like showing off. <laughs> it will get much more fiery as you, as you progress in your, um, in your training. But yeah, quarter eyes, awesome. Crown of flame, awesome. Yeah. Uh, firewall. Awesome um... and highly dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gets rid of spam. Yeah, 102 still. Um, uh, dart, shock and magic flame. Dart. Dart, it's magic. It's magic missile. Basic magic missile. Yeah, and uh, shock, shock is just one stunned condition. Doesn't do any damage. Thing. You can just yeah, you could just shock people, which is amazing. Yeah, but you can stun. <laughs> you literally touch them and they're stunned, which is yeah. great. And what's the other one? Uh, the other one is magic flame, which I guess is like uh, like burning hands. I, I there's no damage to me, but I can set things on fire should I wish to. But I currently do not. That's my, my well, short-term goal, is not to set someone on fire. It's getting very flame. difficult right now. <laughs> yeah, you, you can literally just create a small flame in your palm of your hand, which is mm -hmm. awesome. So some of those spells are very common ones, whereas like the quarter eyes and wall of flame and crown of flame are like highly, you know... Okay. good to know. <laughs> highly um, powerful and much, and much more difficult to cast. Yes. Um, because you're drawing on one of the winds of magic, the wind of fire. There are eight winds of magic. There is one which is fire. There is the amethyst wind, which is death. There's the uh, gray wind, which is uh, shadow. There is the law of heavens, which is celestial. There's the law of life, which is jade. Law of metal, which is gold. Law of light, which is light. And the law of beasts, which is amber. So there are the eight winds of magic. Humans could only learn that one of the eight winds of magic because 
it's really dangerous to know more of that. Elves have a way of learning all of them together, which is called high magic. The dark elves have a way of learning all and twisting it completely out of the way. It's like nega magic, and it's basically called dar or dark magic. Then there's chaos magic, and then there's necromancy. Uh, and the orcs have their own thing as well. And if we had ogres, they have gastromancy, which is cool. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, so what else do you want to ask Henrik? Uh, I, all I would like to do is go sit next to the sleeping uh, older woman and see what she's up to. Because thanks to yeah. everyone else pointing out that she could also, she she did the weird thing earlier. I want to, I'm just like sort of sidle up and just keep an eye on her and see if she says yep. anything else funny. She is uh, rocking back and forth in her uh, in her chair. And yes, you can now, you know, you can keep chatting away. And obviously the night progresses. And are there any carrots with our dinner? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some carrots. Who had the 13th carrot? <laughs> Were you counting? <laughs> I was counting. But remember, it's the 13th carrot picked for tomorrow's also, dinner. As a rat catcher, can you count more than you've got fingers? Oh, that's a good point, because here's a really good question. Which characters can read and write? Oh, is that on the, on the sheet? It's a, it's, a, it's a talent to read and write. Oh, yes. I've got it under petty magic. Yeah. And attractive. I don't have any talent. I do not have the capability to read or write. Yeah, so the only person that can read and write is Henry. It's me. (laughs) Well, obviously they have different priorities in dwarf school. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Right. Okay, with that then, um, yeah, do you have any other lines of questioning as the night is progressing? Knowing that there's one less of us, maybe we're all taking a concentrated effort to keep people engaged, but but, but it's more like, yes. Oh, quite. Mm, Yes. Pouring more, pouring more cider to keep him I was, was going to say, I take a massive swig of cider and just pat the guy really hard on the back and go, let me tell you some stories of my homeland. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. With that then, Anders, you have... So I'm looking for anything that has those word things on it um, <laughs> that might explain, perhaps, if Hedrick could explain to me why this man is here of all places. And I'm also looking for things which are shiny and perhaps that certain individuals might not need anymore. (laughs) Because I've got the map here. You would have slunk out of the kitchen where everyone is gathered. You would have headed through the main storeroom into the larger hall, which obviously is very tired and the whatever old tapestries there are very worn away and forgotten and from there you would have looked up and you can see there's a, a balcony for the gallery up, up above you head up the stairs you're onto the gallery you're able to look down back down onto the hallway and from there you're able to look out through one of the windows out onto the rest of the uh, the farm and off to the one side is the you, you realize because you're a thief you're pretty good with with a sense of where you are with things is the way to the watchtower and off to the other side from where the stairs were there is a door which is to a bedroom and there is another door which leads through to a corridor which leads down to an even larger bedroom which you then realize of course this must be the main bedroom Uh, because the first bedroom had many beds in it and cots and and blankets on the floor the main bedroom has one large you know wooden bed a fireplace and some simple shelves and of course that door which you imagine is the main bedroom well we'll have that in there if you can open the door which has been locked can i attempt to pick the lock is that uh i have i don't think i have any equipment for it I have a crowbar, but that, that seems quite loud. <laughs> <laughs> you have a crowbar, excellent. How do you Which unlock doors? a great doors? <laughs> improvised weapon. Um, you have a knife, so you could just try and jimmy okay. the lock on it. I will try and jimmy the lock with a knife then. Yeah, so you basically just going to have to roll decks. I'm going to make it a average roll, so you get plus 20 to the difficulty on this. So Okay, so I'm looking for lower than 51. Yeah. That is a 66. <gasps> That's a oh, that's a critical fail. Awesome. Um, I call that a critical fail because that's a fail and it's really that's really bad. 
no, technically a critical fail should is um no an automatic fail is anything between like ninety six and hundred. But that's a fail and a double. So it's it's more like a fumble in combat. But I'm going to use it for story purposes. That you're trying it, and as you get the knife in there, it makes the loudest screech against the um the lock. And with that, you you kind of shock yourself and you step back and you realize you're normally quite light on your feet, and the floorboards creak. And of course, you realize what is directly below you is the kitchen. And where is Heinrich right now? Downstairs, you hear this creak, and Heinrich looks up and looks around. He goes, oh, 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 and he starts rubbing his leg. Yes, very good, dwarf. Your tails are very good, but oh, oh, you, you put away uh, much of this. Oh, you could you drink like a fish. Just uh, just juice. Uh, I, I should really help help me up. I, I should really I should really return to rest. I've got a splitting headache as well. Oh, oh hey, hey, my, my dear, my dear uh, Lord, I, we, 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 we could, uh, I was wondering maybe we could help you uh, on your way, like you've taken much company all this time off and like trying to delay him as much as I can using a lot of highfalutin words. Uh, where, where was your fellow friend, by the way? Uh, uh, oh, I'm sure he's just uh, off for a slash or something. Luke, 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 I saw him go to, uh, to drain the weasel. Great minds think alike, Luther. The, the weasel, not the rat. Draining the rats are a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fine art. And Hirit hobbles towards the store, the door to the stores, and obviously beyond to the main hall, and of course to head upstairs. What are you going to do to hold him back? What's Anders doing? You you just creaked on the floorboard. Yeah, what were you doing, Anders? Well, we you, do something. What what are you how doing? How much do you do you crap yourself about that? <laughs> uh quite a lot. Considerable, considerable. There's a little bit of draining of the weasel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh can I keep trying? You could you could keep <laughs> trying. That would be the, the best thing to do. Or there is a window in the, the hallway that you're in the corridor you're in. You could go out the window. No, I think Anders is the kind of person that's going to keep trying. <laughs> yeah. Roll again. Come on. Come on. You've got this, Anders. First, you don't succeed. Use the crowbar. Okay. So it's a different number. It's an 87. Oh, no! <laughs> Still a fail. Um, yeah, you're not, you're, you're wasting time there trying to yeah. open the door. You're looking at your crowbar going, I should have really used the crowbar. <laughs> should have just gone with it. Yeah. I am then going to try and duck out the window. And you're going to go out the window thinking you're, yeah, someone's sure to uh, come this way. Excellent. Right, you're going to have to make an athletics roll to um, to clamber out the window and dr- either drop down, only one story drop down. Like That's fairly easy. You could do that. You're light on your feet. That is an 18. Uh, 18, my okay. athletics is 39. So yeah, yeah. You, you drop from the window effortlessly and land in the mud and look to go hide away from the window. And as that's going on, obviously uh, uh, Heinrich is Yeah, I think we, I, I oh, look, old chap, look I'm just, gonna, <laughs> just trying like over but like as he's making his way, I wanna make sure I get into the bedroom if I can. Like just be like really awkwardly like foot in the door and be like, eh, no, it's it's totally fine. Look, we could maybe tomorrow we could discuss plans to move on. Like we'll probably be heading to the next city. And you, you said you don't like being in this uh, a little bit of a, a dirt hall. Ha <laughs> uh, we could we could help you get in maybe some better quarters and stuff. Uh we we've gone away. Exactly. Yeah, and as you're doing that, you you walk through the gal- the gallery and uh, you head down the corridor and to his room, uh, noticing that there's a window open. In my head, I just go classic Anders. (laughs) (laughs) And Heinrich looks at it puzzled for a moment, but then just continues hobbling, brings a uh, a key out, unlocks the door. I am going to get my sleep now, uh, sir. If you do not mind, uh, I must, must have my rest. But of course, but please let me help you into. I'm like I said, I have the top medical knowledge. I need to make sure you're you know really comfortable in your your your. How head. much are you forcing this? Are you gonna use? Are you physically forcing yourself in the door, kind of? No, I'm gonna put. I put the foot in, but 
I'm going to be honest, looking at the stats with like my strength, it's not high because I'm a weakling. <laughs> um, so I will try, but obviously if he I slams it in my face. I think it's strength wrong. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Uh, strength. Well done. Oh, yeah. uh, no, I didn't. Uh, that's a complete fail. That's a 38. Yeah, he, oh, yeah. he pushes the door close. Oh, well, good night. <laughs> <laughs> right. And... <laughs> Obviously, the night continues. You head, and uh, while you're away, um, those of you still in the kitchen have the joy of watching Aunt Mags come back out of her weird kind of like trance or whatever it is, or snooze. She's mainly sleeping all the time. And then she begins to, again, looking deep into the flames. The town is empty, but I see a boy. No, more than one. They... They have returned triumphant. They are back. They are back. They are back. And then slumps back down, kind of tired and exhausted, and begins snoring. Okay. Well, not going to read anything into that. Let's go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Chums, chums, uh, uh, quick huddle, quick, quick adventurous huddle. Oh, and as there you are. (laughs) Well, did you get in? Not precisely. I... There was a... Um, I still have all my fingers, and that's the main thing. <laughs> You're a bit muddier than when we are, saw ya. Just, it's... Fetch. I, I didn't quite... I, there was a slight window incident, and I had to leave via the aforementioned window. Um, I didn't get in. No, I didn't get in. I'm sorry. I tried. I really tried. <laughs> I'm just afraid that we're going to now have to resort to the cold killing thing. I think no. it's, it's just... We've no, exhausted no, no, every no, no. opportunity. We now have to do the stabby stab. That's that's yeah. how it works. It's been like castle, right? So so then probably like secret passages and places what them them rats live in that that am different from from the main house. So I reckon I might be able to get around a little bit. Yeah, well, but that's great. We could maybe scale up and maybe we can check out the room. We just have to be extra quiet, perhaps. I was also wondering, maybe we talk to the boy, uh, the one that did the shoey thing with the horse, uh, the smithing, and maybe get his side of the story, because all we've heard is two other people's sides and not the person in in, in question. Um, uh, any, any, anything else do we think we've... Have, have, we, have we covered all the angles? I, I know it probably goes against your nature entirely, Talda, but would it make sense for there to be a rat uncatching perhaps near their bedroom well i reckon he knows about them rats already like he's already seen them uh so so maybe that's not gonna work so well but it's worth a try sometimes isn't it i think that could be good he's a rat i can throw it through the window (laughs) (laughs) um luther um (laughs) is sat at you know sat finally in his own chair having something to eat. And you realise, obviously, while Heinrich was there, that, you know, more food had been brought out, some, you know, some sausage, some hearty sausage was uh, was there, and some more bread and, and so forth. Wait, they've, been, they've had hearty sausage this whole time. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> Not for you, visitors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, uh, Luther, it, it, you know, pipes up and is like... I'm sorry, uh, something I'm going to have to say is if we are to maintain the, uh, maintain the, the, cons- the, the idea that you are here working, tomorrow I, uh, I think you should, uh, should uh, maintain that masquerade and uh, help out where you can so that his lordship does not think that you are here for any other purpose other than to help me with work. Well, that's all right. I'm yes. expecting to do them rats. Well, very well, very well. That's a bonus for me then, really. If you catch some raps in the process, then uh, jobs are good. And Right. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to turn in. It's been a long day already. Though, uh, I, hope you, uh, I hope you find some way to get rid of his lordship because he's getting on my goat. I tell thee, on my goat, on my goat. Will Anders, Talfer, Snorri and Henrik find a way to get rid of this troublesome lord? And will it be a way that doesn't end in killing? Find out next time on What Am I Rolling?
The What Am I Rolling podcast was created, recorded and edited by me, Fiona Howard. This episode's players were Callum, Tom, Naomi and Fiona. This episode's special guest GM was Chris Hanley of Darker Days Radio. You can check out the Darker Days Radio wherever you listen to podcasts and check out their live stream games on Twitch. That's twitch.tv forward slash Darker Days Radio. You can also check out Chris's other work and projects on his website. That's www.christopher-hanley.com. This episode's RPG was Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, a tabletop RPG published by Cubicle 7 and set in the Warhammer Fantasy setting. You can find out more information about Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay and get your own copy on the Cubicle 7 website. That's www.cubicle7games.com. The theme music was 8-Bit March by Twin Musicon of twinmusicon.org, licensed under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. If you want to find out more about the podcast, check out the website. That's www.wairpodcast.com. Fancy getting in touch? Email the podcast at whatamirollingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at wair underscore podcast for latest news on upcoming episodes. And remember, adventurers need not apply.